1: at this time, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show was written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. Any of you folks take stock in that old expression that no news is good news? I don't think there are many people who do. No news is definitely not good news especially for anyone who's ever been away from home. There are a few people who have not been suddenly called away from home and loved ones at one time or another, and those people know from experience that there's nothing quite as important during those days of separation as mail. The necessity for word from home can scarcely be overestimated. Any man or woman in the armed services will tell you the only call that takes precedence over mess call is mail call. And believe me, when a letter from home is more important to a hungry G.I. than food, you know that it means something. The action, the strain, the anxieties of war can keep a soldier's mind occupied. But when the letdown comes, the time to relax, that's when morale needs a shot in the arm. Yes, friends, keep those letters going. Those men and women in the service don't believe that no news is good news. Any news from home is always good news to them. Mr. and Mrs. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista are busy this morning at 77 Wistful Vista. Getting the house next door ready
2: for the new tenant. Now, yeah, that ought to hold it. That can opener will stay up there forever now. Unless, of course, they try to open the can with it maybe force it.
3: Well, I fix that blind that wouldn't work, dearie, and put a new bulb in the front hall.
2: Good. I got everything else took care of here.
3: Did you fix that loose hook on the back screen door? Yeah,
2: good and solid. I was going to punch a hole in the screen wire under it. You know, to open it from the outside when you lock yourself out. But I didn't. Somehow, I'm glad. I didn't have to. Ingram already had a hole punched in it. All i had done was drive a nail on the outside wall and hung a bobby pin on it so it'll be handy.
3: Very thoughtful of
2: you. And I like to get started right with the new tenants. When are they moving in? Monday?
3: Or Tuesday. They're, they're going to let us know. I just want to make sure everything is all right for them. Well, let's go home, huh? You know
2: what? We ought to make sure it's all right, don't you?
3: What? That attic. Oh. That
2: locked, mysterious, upstairs attic.
3: Here we go again. Please don't okay, start okay. on this.
2: Okay, I know what you're going to say. I imagine things. There's nothing mysterious about it.
3: Nothing in that attic, but a lot of old man Ingram's personal junk. That's what the man said. Yeah, that's what he said, all right. And you remember what we said. We said, yes, Mr. Ingram, we leave it locked. We will not open that attic. Period. Exclamation point. End of subject. Let's go home. All right. It's not my problem. I don't have to live here. What did the new couple say the new tenants? Nothing at all. I told them the owner had some things stored in the attic, and they said, fine, we don't need it. You keep
2: the key. Oh, them poor, innocent kids. I sure hope it turns out all right. Listen, did you hear a noise up in that attic? No, I don't hear a thing. Me either. Sure is mysterious, ain't it? So don't you worry
3: about it anymore.
2: Even if there is some kind of a thing in that attic, it couldn't crawl over the roof and come down our chimney, could it?
3: But there isn't anything up there. I wish you'd stop saying that. I didn't
2: say it. Some guy in the cigar store said it yesterday. Said he heard of a rich guy once that kept his brother locked in the attic for 20 years so he couldn't go to work so he could use him for an income tax deduction. And one day... Oh,
3: McGee. Well, I didn't believe that. I knew
2: the guy was kidding me.
3: McGee, now you listen to me. I have to go over to Mabel Toops' for a while. She's going to help me with a dress. Will you please just forget about the attic?
2: Sure, we can settle this whole thing once and for good. Just give me the key, and while you're gone, I'll run up there and unlock it so I can go see for myself how silly it is. No.
3: Look, suppose you did go into that attic and rummaged around and broke something valuable. How would you explain that to Mr. Ingram when he came back? Well, uh,
2: mice? No.
3: Remember rats?
2: Big ones? You know, about that big, big, clumsy ones? I no. Mean? Okay, I guess you're right anyhow this kind of silly... Of course
3: it is. I can understand you being curious about it. Okay, but... let's forget it. I won't
2: mention that attic again. Good. Now,
3: while I'm at Mabel's...
2: Come in. Hello, Pink. Oh, it's Wimp. Hey, Wimp, have you heard about old man Ingram's attic? Not that there's really anything up there, but have you heard... Oh,
3: McGee, come in, Mr. Wimple. Well, thank you. I was just dropping by to, uh,
2: the attic. Don't you believe it, Wimp. If anybody says they hear screams coming from that house next door, it's probably just the wind through the shutters. Skis,
3: skis skis
2: screams? There's nothing up there. Is there, kiddo? Would
3: you mind taking Mr. Wimple's hat before you have his hair standing up so high that he can't reach it? Oh, I'm sorry, Wimp. I didn't mean to scare you.
2: Come in, come in, come in.
3: Well, uh, it's
2: it's getting rather late. The sweetie face doesn't like me to be out after dark. Dark? It's only 3.30. Do do you really think Mr. Ingram's attic... Don't be silly. There's nothing to worry about. I keep telling you there's nothing up there. Anyhow, it's been locked up for ten days now. And if there was anything there, it's probably dead. McGee! Well, I'm just trying to explain to the... Where'd he go? Holy
3: mackerel! Hey, Wimp! Hey, Wimp! Come out, come back! Boy, look at him run.
2: I was only trying to keep him from worrying, so... Shut
3: the door. Well, gee whiz. I'm going over to Mabel's with this dress of mine. I'm so sick of hearing about that attic, I could... One thing. What is
2: it? Well, it's not that I'm thinking of going up there or anything, but just in the case of fire over there or something, where's the attic key?
3: right here in my purse, and I'm taking it with me. Oh. Look, here's a magazine, your new zombie comic. Sit down and read. I'll be back in a couple of hours, sweetheart.
1: There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. Today, the number of trained nurses lags far behind the requirements of our country. Therefore, this message is addressed to you young women who, for some reason, have hesitated to select the career of nursing. Another 50,000 nurses are urgently needed, nurses to serve humanity in hospitals and private duty, in teaching and research, in the Veterans Administration and the Armed Forces. A nurse's training entails a professional education at far less expense than four years of university. It offers a curriculum which includes such fascinating studies as psychology, sociology, and chemistry. And upon graduation, the student becomes a registered nurse and in some schools obtains a Bachelor of Science degree as well. The basic requirements are high school graduation and good health and character. These then are the facts of a nursing education. The need has never been greater. The opportunities for a vital, useful career have never been finer. For further information, we suggest that you contact your nearest hospital.
2: of the headless monster's bit the dust. Wow. And so with peace restored once more to the little town of Frankenstein Valley, our hero mounted his faithful vampire bat and rode slowly westward into the purple sunset. Wow. Boy, this stuff makes chills. Hi, Johnny! Hi! Hey, don't ever sneak up behind a guy like that. What's the big idea? Oh, I didn't sneak in, Johnny. I brought a grocery. Oh. You was reading so pretty, I just sat down and listen. Did you rent the house yet? Rent the house yet, next door? Yep, I rented it yesterday. Couple's moving in next week. Why? You hear about the attic? Attic? Oh, you mean all that talk about how old man Ingram won't let nobody look in the attic and something funny must be going on? Yeah. Pay no attention to that stuff, Johnny. Old wives' tales. Yeah. In fact, three of the oldest wives in town told me today. Told you what? Told me to stop calling them Babe. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to be friendly with my customers. Reason I asked about the house, though, the boss told me to leave an advertising calendar over there. Tell the new tenants where to get their groceries. Okay, go on and put it in the mailbox. Uh, thank you, Johnny. Oh, hey, I got a better idea. I'll take you over there and you can hang it right on the kitchen wall. I gotta go over there anyhow, pick up my toolbox and lock up the joint. Son, you're a good boy. I'm gonna get you a calendar, too. As soon as you pay your bill. <laughs> Don't you believe that baloney people tell you about old man Ingram keeping a pet gorilla up there in his attic? Ah, I was telling Molly how silly the whole idea is. Gets worse every time you hear it. (laughs) Gorilla, huh? I I hadn't heard that one. Me neither. It just come to me this very minute. Silly, ain't it? (laughs) Yeah. All Ingram's got up there is a lot of personal belongings. This goes to show you can't believe the gossip. Listen a minute. What's the matter? I thought I heard something. Listen. You hear that? Yeah. It's coming from up there in that attic, ain't it? It ain't coming from me. I'm not so young anymore, but when I start creaking like that, I'll know. I was right. There is somebody in that attic. I knew it. Hand me my shotgun quick. Shotgun? Johnny, you're confused. Your house is next door, remember? This is Mr. Ingram. My shotgun's right there behind you, in the corner. I had it over here this morning trying to pry open a stuck window. Oh, good. Give me it. Lucky I don't own a crowbar, I'd have to run home for this gun. Come on, I and you are going up into that attic. Correction, son. Not I and you. It's you and I. You're going up to the attic, I'm going back to the grocery store. Come on, come on, come on. What are you worried about? I got my shotgun in my hand and I'll be right behind you. That's what worries me. Let me have the shotgun and I'll be right behind you. Okay, here, take it. It ain't loaded anyway. It ain't? No. Molly won't tell me where the shells are. But if anyone's up there, we can scare them with this. Come on. Okay. Quick, 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 pushing. Now, careful now. Don't make any noise. Don't tell me. Tell my knees. That's the attic right down at the end of this hall. There. There's the door. Now, listen. There's somebody in there, all right. Now, I'm going to hit that door with my shoulder and break it down. Step back. Ah. Oh, my shoulder. What are you doing? Turn in the door handle. Look, it's open. Boy, it's dark in there. All right in there, whoever you are. Come on out. The place is surrounded. Hand me my shotgun, Sergeant, and tell your man to stand by below. My man? Yeah. Oh, I get it, Johnny. Scare him. Sure. All right, men. You Marines, cover the rear door, and General Custer, you can ride up the stairs. Ah, uh, Skipper, Come on, look. Over there behind that barrel. All right, whoever you are. I've got a shotgun. Come
3: on out with your hands up, or I'll shoot. What's that? anything down, McGee, before you drop it on your foot. Molly! Yes. Isn't this embarrassing? Molly! My own flesh and wife. Well, we talked so much about the attic, I just couldn't stand it any longer, so I came over here to take a look.
2: Oh, well, what'd you you find? Anything? How would you look, huh? Just a
3: lot of personal belongings, like Mr. Ingram said. Oh, what was up here? Well, I... I just... told you the man just had a lot of personal junk that he wanted to keep locked up. Yeah, but who... If you hadn't made such a fuss about this darn attic, I never would
1: have come over here and just... Got... We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Again tomorrow, you'll hear the nation's top comedy entertainers with their own special brands of humor. They'll keep you laughing all evening long when you set your radio dial to this same NBC station. Just listen to this list of top entertainers. There's Bob Hope, Phil Harris and Alice Faye, Gertrude Berg, and, of course, Fibber McGee and Bolly. When you add up this entertainment plus, you'll know why so many millions of radio listeners make NBC the place to stay on Friday. Phil Harris and Alice Faye furnish mirth and music to make their half-hour show one of the week's entertainment high spots. Listen and laugh at the antics of Elliot Lewis. Julius Abruzzio, Phil, and all the wonderful cast of comedy characters. Tomorrow and every Friday, it's the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show on the NBC radio network. And you'll also want to be in the audience tomorrow for the Bob Hope Show featuring the music of Les Brown. Family comedy is the keynote of Gertrude Berg's new show, The House of Glass. Yes, you'll enjoy all of the programs sent your way via NBC every Friday evening. <laughs>
2: McGee, she says. <laughs> Mr. Ingram just has some personal belongings, she says.
3: <laughs> all right.
2: You imagine things, McGee, she says. <laughs> Don't be so curious, she says.
3: All right, you got me. Imagine Don't...
2: my surprise when I find hiding in the attic my own calm, quiet, uncurious little wife.
3: McGee, I've had enough.
2: Now I quit.
3: Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>
1: Has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old timer and Wallace Wimper. This is John Wald, inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber, McGee and Molly. This Saturday enjoy Roadshow, an exciting new show on the NBC Radio Network.